Do you remember lying in bed with the covers pulled up over your head? A radio playing so no one can see. We need change, we need it fast Before rock's just part of the past Cause lately it all sounds the same to me Oh, whoa Rockin', rock and roll radio Let's go! Right, folks, welcome to Sparkle and Destroy episode 18. Yay, 18. 18, I'm legal. I can get a I can buy a scratcher. And pornography. And a pornography. And join the army, Navy. Yeah, let me finish the intro. Oh. Dr. Reed Kane Esquire. So this is episode 18. It's a very special bonus episode because I, Haley Kane, was on the radio and I didn't cuss. Reed, Dr. Reed Kane Esquire. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened the first time I was on the radio in Bellingham, Washington? Well, we had a long conversation about, uh, what we were doing in town, playing some shows and the new record, blah, blah, blah. And they played some songs, some of our influences. And then Haley said, I think shit on the radio, which for, uh, could have been an issue with a small town radio, but uh, I know it didn't seem to, it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, I, I, was, I felt so bad, but... Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe they've heard that word before. I'm not sure. They say shit on Adult Swim on yeah. Cartoon Network. Yeah. So what does safe. what does Peyton Manning, the Chewini, think of this? Oh, he's very he, he he doesn't understand how radio works. Here, get him on the mic. What do you think, Manning? <laughs> Tell me more. Okay. 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 He's fired he up doesn't now. like it. He's fired up now. He thinks that he thinks that the network's not gonna like that we said shit. Man, and you're such a tight ass. Oops, I did it again. Anyway, um, I was on the radio on the Rock in Morro Bay, thanks to Abe Pearlson mm. for having if us. If you smell what the Rock is cooking, um, he had me on and. Um, the funniest thing to me was in between the songs, we would like chat about what we we're going to talk about next. And he kept being like, oh my God, these songs are so short. <laughs> like I have no time. <laughs> and I think he said it like five times. We ain't got no time for long songs. Yeah. Turn you, it and burn it. Yeah. What's Reed Kane? What yeah. is the ultimate song length? Uh, I think, well, depends. Country music three to three thirty. Um, punk rock, I like two-minute songs. You get your point across. Uh, jazz, you're in the four-minute mark. Um, what other, well, soul music, you can go like almost four and a half minutes on a soul song, I think, without much problem. And Exotica, how long can you go on an Exotica song? Three hours. <laughs> yeah, one long song with a dude making bird noises. Reed, let's make an Exotica song right now. <laughs> okay. I'll be the bird, you be the, the jazz. Okay. How's that? That was good. Yeah. That was very good. That's our next album. Look for Haley and the Crushers, Exotica World. (laughs) Coming 2019. Exotic World? Is this like some sort of, do dinosaurs like (laughs) terrify us? We could call it Leisure World. Oh, yes. Shout out to Leisure World. That's a real place Um, in Southern California. My friend's mom resides there. Over 50 community. Um, Reed, do you have anything else you want to say about uh, my radio performance that we're going to listen to today? 
Uh, I felt like I was really yeah. cheesy. Yeah, the first part you were a little corny. You were doing like radio voice person or radio personality. Well, he, and then he asked wacky questions. I and said then got I got better. I said I said cut like I cut my teeth at a certain job, and he was like, "Were your gums bleeding? Tell me how you would answer that." I, I don't know if I would have answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Snappy comeback to that's kind of. I don't know what they're. Just, but seriously, Abe, we that. love you. We're not making fun of you. You're amazing, and also. Uh, and you're not listening to this podcast. I suspect this was. My <laughs> 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 this was my second ever radio performance. So he's like podcast. What? <laughs> Local radio. Um. Anyway, we talk about uh, the Ramones a little bit, and we talk about like. A lot of stuff. So um, enjoy this radio ramble. Oh, this is a um, live broadcast. Oh, this you yeah. re-recorded the live broadcast. Is this the one from your phone? Or no, the one he, he sent, sent me this one. Oh. So it's actually really good quality. Uh-huh. And I have to say, the jazz in the beginning of it is just perfect. <laughs> so enjoy the, the exotic sounds. Oh, and it's got some a sneak peek of some of our songs from the new album. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to hear oh. a bunch of new songs. And this is like a world premiere because the, the songs that I had um, shared with you guys earlier were unmastered and kind of rough. So this is, yeah. Uh, cool. And you got a video for some animation from someone? Yeah, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. This is about the radio. Oh. Rockin' Rock and Roll Radio. Let's go. That's a new recording by Groove Street, and we heard Sugar. I believe that's an original composition performed by Tom Brown on Vibes, James Gallardo on bass, and Kenneth Davis on the Nord keyboard. Recorded in Baywood, July 4th, 2018. And before that, another great local act, Matt Nice and the Durrells. You Don't Love Me at All from their new Matt Nice and the Durrells album, which was just released. This is Tuesday Lunch with Abe Pearlstein, yours truly. You're on with 97.3 and 107.9 The Rock. And I'm very pleased to welcome Haley Kane or Haley Thomas Kane. How would you like me to, how would you call yourself? Haley Crusher Thomas Kane Esquire. (laughs) 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 Uh, Whatever you want to call me is great. I'm going to call you Haley. I'm going to call you Haley. Yeah, I have many titles and I'm proud of them, but Haley Kane is fine. And just talk a little louder into the phone so I can hear you better. Happy That's to do so. A li- even a little louder than that. I can go louder. You want me to go real loud? Well, maybe we should take it off the speaker and go to the regular phone because I can't really hear you very well. All right. There I'm you here. go. That's much better. So, Haley, I've known you as a writer for many years. You've been writing for the Slow New Times, and I think you were writing for the Past Robles Gazette at one time. Uh, Pastor Robles Press newspaper. I cut my teeth there as well as the Atascadero News. And uh, are your teeth bleeding? Yeah, my gums. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's a good stage act, though. You know, get up on stage with a nice bloody mouth. Just <laughs> that down all, my body. That's always endearing to people. <laughs> and and you've got, uh, well, I've been, you know, I've been following your music. You've been doing the Haley and the Crushers. You put one other album out, which I featured before. 
And now you've got uh, a new one out that's uh, coming out in September, I believe, right? Yes, September 28th. And it's an LP in this case. I don't know. Are you going to release it all also as a download and, and CD or is it just uh, vinyl? Yeah, um, we're definitely going to do a vinyl. Um, last release, we did a cassette as well as all the digital and CD stuff that people, you know, expect. Um, but yeah, vinyls are expensive. Um, it can be really cost prohibitive to do. And so we've only done, my husband Reed and I have only done seven inches with different groups in the past. So, um, you know, it's a big step, but it's just so fun to have a full-length, beautiful, bright yellow, by the way, vinyl record that we're going to be able to call ours. It's going to be kind of a big moment for us. And you're uh, going to be doing a benefit, and I didn't I never, didn't realize there was anything going on with it, but the Morro Bay Skateboard Museum is going to be uh, the the recipient of your benefit, and you're playing, uh, Haley and the Crushers are playing, the Reef Riders, I believe they're from San Francisco, right? They are, yeah, they're real cool. And uh, and this is Saturday, July 14th, at the Siren, right down the street here in Morro Bay on Harbor and Main Street. And uh, the time, I don't have the time, let's see. Uh, what is the time? I think it starts at about 7.30. Okay. And, uh, and are you going to be premiering a lot of the songs that you're that we're going to play a few from here? Uh, this... Um, Sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. <laughs> we actually don't play locally that often, so it's funny. It's, you know, the stuff that's new, it's like, um, you know, it's always new to somebody, and we actually have never played Morro Bay, so it's, a lot of this stuff may be new. But, yeah, it's a mix of old and new stuff. Um, I'm notorious for getting bored of my own voice and my own songs, so the minute we get a new song, we can't wait to play it. Um, we'd rather play it slightly poorly than play the perfection, you know, of the old set. Um, we always want to have that energy and bring a new thing to our friends and our family and the people that did our music. Well, I really like what Melted Magazine said about you. The, the trio's syrupy, garage-tinged punk rock is like glue stuck to the bottom of your combat boot. And front woman guitarist Haley Crusher has been likened to Gidget with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about Gidget is she was always knocked down and she was always trying to be one of the guys. And, you know, nobody ever gave Gidget, like, a fair shake. She always wanted to get out in the water and be herself. And she was always, you know, Gidget, it's girl midget. <laughs> Super un-PC to say these days. But, <laughs> right. but, you know, the guys called her that. And so my first EP for this band, Gidget's Revenge, was a nod to some of my feminist ideals, but also a campy take on, you know, giving Gidget her fair shake and letting her do her thing. Um, as this was the first band, the first project that had my name literally all over, which is really nerve-wracking, but at the same time, re really empowering. So Gidget is sort of like a empowering idol in my eyes. Well, I'm going to play the first track on this record. It's called 1039. This is... Haley and the Crushers on the Rock.
Crusher's 1039 featuring Haley Crusher-Kane on guitar and vocals. Gabrielle Crusher-Olivia. How do you pronounce Olivia. it? Olivia. Olivia. <laughs> Drums and vocals. And Reed Crusher-Kane on bass and vocals. And So how did you come about to be playing electric guitar? Are you, did you start on acoustic? Yeah. So my dad bought me a Fender acoustic guitar when I was about 10. Uh, I decided I wanted to be a rock star or something. <laughs> I'm sure it had a lot more to do with um, MTV than uh, any actual wanting to learn the instrument. Um, but I quickly fell in love with it and couldn't wait to get an electric guitar. So uh, my sister, when she moved out, my older sister, she had left a guitar that she had maybe played like one time, like an old, you know, Squire Stratocaster. And uh, I was like, okay, well, this is the next thing and it's it's here. And it had a it was funny because it had an anarchy sign um, carved into the headstock, and I had no idea what that was. And um, it was way before I discovered punk rock music, but uh, that guitar and I were friends for a long time until I got my Hamer um, guitar that my parents bought me when I was 16. And I actually used that guitar through all my recordings and shows until, like, last year. <laughs> well, hey, if it's so. good, why, good, why change? And, uh, and also, you're... Um you're uh, quite the prolific writer. You've been writing for the New Times uh, for, I don't know, five, ten years? I, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, gosh, it feels like ten years sometimes. I started with New Times about four years ago, but I've been freelancing professionally for the past decade. Well, I, I envy you because you get to go all these great places and eat and then write about it, which to me is very difficult. I could not imagine trying to describe food, but you do a really good yeah. job of it, and, and you're, you, there's multiple articles of yours every week. In the new Thank times. So what's your favorite new place that you have been to? And I can't, by the way, we can't say anything uh, about a place. I'm just saying, what is the name of your favorite new place? The name? Yeah. I, w- I would recommend Stack's uh, Wine Bar, which is not new. However, they have a new chef that is doing some really, and I'm not, I can't say anything about it. But No, we, well, just say <laughs> Stack's is good. That's fine. And, so, and that's a moral base spot. Now, and, you know, now what do everybody you, loves the rock, but I like to look at the stacks. I think the stacks are cool. So <laughs> you get a good view. Well, uh, hopefully they'll, you know, there's a lot of talk about taking the stacks down. Because, no. you know, I couldn't imagine Morro Bay without, see, this is what I think. This is, and I've said this before many times in the air. I think they should uh, pay to have an artist or a group of artists festoon the stacks with some really somehow thematic Something to do with Morro Bay, you know, like maybe uh, kelp coming up from the bottom or something and, uh, and making it that much better. And then here's the other thing is to have a, an elevator that takes you to the top and, and allows you to see the view from up. Can you imagine the view from up there? Can you just be the, the mayor of Morro Bay? I mean, I'm with you. Like all of this sounds super whimsical and awesome. Yeah, except they probably wouldn't do it because people would get, uh, what do you call it, uh, when you get dizzy of heights, what do you call it? Uh, it's a it's a term. In any case, it probably <laughs> would, probably wouldn't go over well. But I think uh, you know you'd have to sign yourself off and uh, and and go up there and and you know it'd be all enclosed. You wouldn't be able to jump off. But the the uh, the top of those stacks are, are almost as high as the as Morro Rock. So the view, I mean, you can see in a San Luis Obispo, from what I understand, it's really quite amazing. But anyway, enough about that and more about Haley and the Crushers. Um, I'd like to play this other song now. It's called Bad Girls. And uh, Ooh, Can I make a quick note? Yes, please. Bad Girls is actually written by my friend Christian Cortez. 
He's an amazing songwriter. He does a lot of solo work and solo shows, and he also has a band that he works with, too. Um, and we were he was so kind to allow us to cover this song, which is such a poppy, fun summer song. All right, here it is. Kaylee and the Crushers on The Rock. girls <laughs> Haley and the crushers so uh who is your early influences on your own music uh in terms of the stuff that you write do you, do you have any particular acts that you are endeavored in, endeared with <laughs> um well i grew up um in southern california hermosa beach and redondo beach and there was a great oldie station that we all loved, um, me and my sister and my friends. So we loved old fifties and sixties pop music. And one of the mo- like one of the places I was actually allowed to go as a kid in, in down at the beach town was to go to the thrift store. So um, I really loved records at a really young age, and I got a little portable record player and old Barbies and stuff. So I remember like having Tijuana Brass. I remember oh. having like um, you know Dick Dale and like. Just really great finds, actually, that I just randomly found. Um, I was, like, obsessed with Elvis. So I definitely have a, a fondness for um, vintage sounds and um, just the, the solid hooks of a good pop song. Um, but, you know, when I grew up a little bit more, I got, you know, a little bit more rebellious and, you know, fell into the world of punk rock, which I like to say it destroyed and both saved my life. <laughs> as it does. And, um, you know, the Ramones, the early Go-Go's, 
um, really poppy music that has a bite to it is really what I gravitate towards. Um, and I've always loved like stuff like Joan Jett, where you've got a lot of attitude and a lot of swagger, but it's also so poppy, and you know the lyrics. You know, like one listen and you're done. You got it. Right. It's an you know? ear- an earworm. Yeah, I love earworms. Um, that's definitely my weakness. I have a I have a story about the Ramones. I was uh, shooting for a variety of music magazines, and one of my self assigned um, stories was to go to see the Ramones at the Palladium on Sunset Boulevard. So I got there really early. I, I had my press pass. I got up right on the lip of the stage, and people started filling in, and the band came on. Within about four seconds, the entire audience was pressing up against the stage, crushing me in between the lip of the stage and my, my ribs. I ended up getting bruised ribs from that show. I got some great shots, but I got seriously bruised ribs, and it was such a thrill to see them. This was in 19, I think it was in 86 or 87, and they didn't tour much after that. And uh, what a thrill that was. So if you, you have memories of seeing great band. Did you see the Ramones? Oh, God, no. I wish. Um, no, I remember when Joey Ramone died. I think I was like sophomore, freshman or sophomore in high school. Um, I never got to see them, unfortunately. But I did get to go. I went to Europe when I was like in my early 20s. And I went to this punk rock festival. It was like three days uh, in Blackpool. And I got to see like The Damned and... You know, all these really legendary old 77, like, old-school bands. And um, that was really cool. And also, when I was a teenager living in uh, Redondo Beach, uh, my friends and I would go to Hollywood um, on the weekends. We could we could see all sorts of crazy bands that were coming through town. I mean, it's amazing how spoiled you get to be, you know? Well, L.A. has so, workers. so much good I mean, music. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. So, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of concerts. I don't know if I could even pull one particular one. I guess GBH which I, that was the first show I crowd surfed and I jumped off a balcony. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most uh, exciting, but I did not bruise anything. So you're more punk than me. Wow. Wow. That's really something. You really, you jumped off a balcony? I did. Not a a super crazy one. It was like a smaller one that was above like another area where people were. But I definitely could have hurt myself, but you know. Well, I saw I'm I- old now. I would never do that now. I would never do that. Now. <laughs> I saw Iggy Pop jump off a stack of speakers that were easily 25 feet above the stage, and then he jumped out into the audience. and And it was I was just amazed that he was caught because I was thinking, oh, they're all going to run out of the way, and he's yeah. going to slam onto the floor. That's a good point because I saw Iggy Pop last summer, and that was a huge experience for me. And he was just as amazing. He did not hurt himself or bleed on any on anyone. But, um, yeah, that's, thanks for reminding me. I thought you'd pop. Ooh. Well, here's Blue and Green. This is, uh, this is Haley and the Crushers here on Tuesday Lunch. Keep on 
Let's hear it for reverb. Yeah. What do you? What kind of a guitar are you playing now? I have a Gretsch Electromatic, which I call a budget Gretsch. <laughs> it's like the cheapest one you can get, but it's real sparkly and real silver, so it works. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Was it in a video? No, not yet. Not yet, but I, I just, it's so sparkly. I can't hand, if it's sparkly, I need it in my life. Well, I know you're a, a quite a colorful dresser. <laughs> um, this next one is a, uh, a San Luis Obispo uh, centric song, and it's called Parking Structure Girl, and I don't know anything about it, so would you reveal what it is about? Sure. So, um, uh, the parking structure over on uh, Marsh Street, you know, the big parking structure, we all know that parking structure, um, I would go in and out of it all the time, and um, there was a woman in one of the parking structure booths who, for some reason, I, she was always nice to everyone else. I could see her talking to people as the cars went through. And she never, like, I would try to engage her and be nice, and she just, like, had this sour look and was just so, like, I, I couldn't crack her, you know? When there's, like, a mysterious person, you just want to, like, you want to crack that nut, and she just would not have it. So I thought I would write a song about her attitude, and I started dreaming about what her life was like and how it might be depressing to work in a concrete box. And, like, maybe her life, she needed to get out and go to the beach, and that's what the song's about, is, like... <laughs> breaking her out of jail and taking her to get some <laughs> vitamin D, you know? So that's what it's about. And, and before I play the song, this is, you had a producer from Oakland working on the record? So yeah, Bart Thurber is amazing. He Thurber? recorded, yes, Thurber. Bart Thurber out of House of Faith Studios in Oakland recorded us to tape. So we did it analog and he's old school and he's produced a lot of records that we've enjoyed and bands we've enjoyed in the past. So it was great. But it was, you know, he's got this, awesome studio that's in a kind of a warehouse so you're just like you walk in like am i going to get murdered or is this going to be the best experience of my life and i have to say it was the best experience well good Um, really yeah we love him let's hear Haley and the crushers this is parking structure girl here on the rock
little tambourine there at the end. Yeah. Gabriel Olivaria, shout out to my drummer with the tambourine. Yeah. And is he a, is he a local guy? He is. He actually works at Boo Boo Records. And oh, that's where I've seen him. Yeah. Fabulous person. Yeah. And then my husband, obviously, Dr. Reed Kane, Esquire, Flo's famous fake doctor, fake lawyer of Dr. Kane's Comics and Games on bass. Right. And then you've got, uh, you've got, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. No, I wanted to mention some of your uh, gigs that are coming up. In addition to the uh, benefit for the Morrow Bay Skateboard Museum, and I don't know anything about why, why there is a benefit. Uh, I wish I did. Uh, otherwise, I would say. But I noticed they're not in their same location that they were in. They're, they're in a, there's just a door uh, fronting the Embarcadero, but it's always closed. So maybe this is why they're having a benefit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, nonprofits are always, you know, they need money. Yeah, they do need money. They need money. uh, It's a really, he's really done a great job with that place. Uh, I just, we'll find out when we go uh, this, uh, this, uh, this week, this. We've got a ton of raffle prizes, by the way, too. Lots of like skateboard decks and cool stuff. So you can find that all online. And this is July 14th at the Siren in Morro Bay. And it's a seven, when do you recommend people get there? Uh, Doors open at seven. And um, and the Reef Riders, do you know anything about them? Because I looked them up. I didn't find too much. I found a couple of videos. They seem like they're sort of doing surf, maybe. This is all you need to know. They okay. wear matching suits. They have really <laughs> cool vintage gear. And they play surf rock. That's okay. all you need to know. Cool. And the matching suits just pull it all together. And your new album is coming out on September 8th. It's called Cool. 28th. September 28th. It's called Cool Lame. And you're going to have a... Uh, a, I just you just told me you're going to have a uh, release party, a release concert at Boo Boo Records on September 28th, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a Friday. Is it it a, is a Friday. Yeah, and, we'll have vinyl records for sale, we'll have CDs, and it's at uh, around seven o'clock, mm-hmm. and that's uh, right there on Monterey Street. All right. Well, thank you very much, Haley, and uh, looking forward to seeing you on the 14th, and and uh, best wishes with your tour because you're going to.
to the down cellar workshop of Mr. Science, where he's about to be visited by his little friend from next door, little Jimmy Schwab. Oh, hello there, Jimmy. Come oh, right in. Golly, gee willikers. <laughs> it's good to see you again, Mr. Well, Science. nice to see you too, Jimmy. Holy cats. I think we lizards. have an interesting experiment for us to try out today, Jimmy. Oh, hot. Dog. Did you know that for something to burn, you must have oxygen or air? Wow. Wait till I tell the kids at school that. <laughs> Gee well, that's whiz. Right. That's right, Jimmy. Oh, I'm dash going to... my timbers. What? Dash my timbers. I'm going to prove this uh, oxygen uh, theory for you. But you see this jug I have here? Gad, Zookas. Wait till I tell the kids at school I saw one of those. It's a one-gallon jug, Jimmy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait till I tell the kids at school I saw a one-gallon jug. And it's half filled with high-octane gasoline, which I siphoned out of my automobile. Wow, great Caesar's ghost. Now, I'm going to pump all of the air out of the jug with my hand pump. And then when I do that, I'll prove to you that fire will not burn, uh... Where there's no oxygen. You ready? Wow, E, wait till I tell us kids at school I saw <laughs> that, Mr. Science. Whatever it was. Yes. All right, now let's begin to pump the air out of the jug. Taking the air out, huh? Now you notice I'll be cow kicked. The jug is firmly sealed there, so once we get all of the air out, there'll be no oxygen inside, right? Yes. Boy, wait till I tell the kids at school I saw this kind of an experiment. Oh, I think that ought to be about enough. I think it's all out now. I'm going to light this match, Jimmy. And Golly. remove the cap quickly from the jug and drop the match in. Wow. Boy, my daddy's going to heckle your bones. You ruined my suit. I think uh, something went... old sheephead. Why did you hear wrong, Jimmy? big white guy. Ah, I think the air got into the jug before the match did. That's probably why our little experiment didn't work. Big chicken halibut. Uh, better luck next time.